Bibles tonight, if you would please, in Psalms 110. Psalms 110. I'd like to read the psalm to you. It's just a short one, but it's such a blessing. Psalms 110, verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. Thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit that each one of us might have what you'd have us to have out of these verses. We're a needy people. We need your blessings upon our lives. We pray for these on the prayer sheet. We pray for those that cannot be with us tonight. For whatever reason, Lord, it, it might be next time they can be with us. But, Lord, we ask you to bless each one who's come here tonight now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here's five descriptions of Christ is given us in this Psalm 110. For instance, in verse 1, Jesus is God. He's the Lord of Lords. Verse 2, He is King. He is King of Kings. Verse 4, Jesus is priest. He is priest of priests. In verse 6, Jesus is judge, and he's the only true judge. In verse 6 again, Jesus is a mighty warrior or strength of strengths. I got to looking and studying the other day. Verse 1 is all important. Christ Jesus is God. But uh, did you know that verse 1 of this Psalm 110 is recorded more times in the New Testament? Identical words is given to, in the New Testament, and it's brought from this first verse of Psalm 110 more than any other verse of the Bible in the Old Testament. Verse 1 is very important then. First of all, Christ Jesus is God. Now, I know this verse is quoted here, and let's go look at the times now. And if you go look at the times it's used in the New Testament, you can learn a great deal of Psalms 110. So turn with me to Matthew chapter 22, first of all. Matthew chapter 22, and look with me beginning in verse 41. Verse 41. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think you of Christ, whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. He said to them, How then doeth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord saith unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then called him Lord, 
as it is his son. And no one was able to answer him a word. Neither does any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Now this verse is quoted again to point out, out the deity of Christ. Christ Jesus was and is God in the flesh. And so when we start reading each one of these times is quoted differently in the New Testament, this verse from Psalms 110, you find out that it teaches us something about the Lord Jesus Christ. And the first thing it teaches us is that Jesus is not just another man. Jesus is God in the flesh. And he makes that very plain, for he says in verse 42 of Matthew chapter 22, What thank you of Christ, whose son is he? Then he goes on down and he said, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thine enemies thy footstool. That means he's God Almighty. And it makes it very plain that Jesus is God in the flesh. Now turn to with me, if you would please, to Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2. I'll show you another time it's used. In Acts chapter 2. And uh, look with me, please, beginning to read in verse 32. Acts chapter 2, in verse 32. This Jesus has God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has said, uh, shed forth this, which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know surely that God hath made that same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now again, uh, here in this verse, is quoted to point out the identity of Christ. This same Jesus, whom you have crucified, is both Lord and Christ. In John 20, verse 28, Thomas said, My Lord and my God. I told you many times, I know about the man years ago I tried to lead to the Lord. I was knocking on doors, going from door to door, just witnessing the Lord. And I knocked on this big man's door. He came to the door and, and through the screen I said, I'd like to, to tell you about my uh, Lord uh, Jesus Christ and and he said which one and I said Jesus of Nazareth and so I what I'm trying to say is according to a lot of people today there's many that's going around the world today claiming to be Christ but uh, in this verse uh, in Acts chapter 2 makes it very plain to us that this Christ this Lord Jesus Christ Thomas said my Lord and my God. And so David is saying, Christ Jesus is Lord indeed. Here he is a master. He's our owner. He's our king. He's Lord of all. In Acts 16, verse 31, uh, they ask, how does man get saved? Acts 16, 31 says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So it's the Lord Jesus Christ sinners are to look to forgiveness of sins and salvation. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who is coming back for us. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19, 
It's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we get our prayers answered. Ephesians 1 and verse 3 said, Blessed be the Lord and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. 1 Timothy 2, 5. For there is one God, one meeting between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. So, if a man is going to get to God, he has to go through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I've, I've taught this Sunday, I'll say it again, the way that you can know any denomination, any church, any religion, if it's right or wrong, is how do they teach how do you get to God? And if they don't teach that the only way that you can get to God is through this man, Christ Jesus, then they're wrong. Because the Bible makes it very plain there's only one Lord Jesus Christ. And the only way you're going to get to God, you're going to have to go through Him. And that's what is, is brought out of the Psalms into the book of Acts to show us His identity. The third place is found in Hebrews chapter 1. So turn on there, if you would, please, in Hebrews chapter 1. And uh, look with me, please, in verse 13. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 13. But to which of the angels saith he at any time, Sit on my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministers, spirits, sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Now, a lot of people, you talk to them about, do you know you go to heaven? And they'll give you every reason in the world that they know they're going to heaven except the scriptural reason or the Bible way. And I've heard of many a person, and I've had many a person say to me, an angel told me, an angel spoke to me. Now, let me give you something. Jesus is greater than any angel, and he makes that very plainer. And this verse is quoted as a question to point out the superiority of Christ. Jesus Christ our Lord is better than any angel. He is better than any priest or pope. He's better than any man. Jesus is the only perfect sacrifice. And that's why it's quoted here in the book of Hebrews to let us know that no matter what anybody says, Jesus is the only Savior. It's not an angel. And nobody can take your sins away from you except the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our high priest. I had a man, and I, I have this happen to me quite often, that I lead people to Christ, and they'll come up to me and see me somewhere and say, Preacher, you're the one that saved me. I said, Oh, no, I didn't. I can show you to the one that can, and that's Jesus. But I can't save you. And I have people come to me. I've had it over the years, many a time. Somebody come in my office or come visit me and want to talk to me and, problem, and have problems in their life. I said, Preacher, can you take this off me? No, I can't, but I can show you the one that can. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't care what problem you've got in life, Jesus can take care of it for you because he's greater than any angel. He's greater than any priest. He's greater than any man. He's God, and he can take care of it. Now, Hebrews chapter 10. Let's quote it again. Hebrews chapter 10 now. And watch how it's quoted here, beginning in verse 10. Hebrews 10 and verse 10. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering all time the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. But this man, 
after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Now this verse is quoted to point out the finished work of Christ. You ever heard somebody say, I used to be saved, but I lost my salvation? That's impossible. You can't get saved and then lose your salvation. And for this simple reason, Jesus' finished work is He died for all our sins. Verse 14 says, For by one offering He has perfected forever them that are sanctified or saved by God's grace. Christ Jesus our Lord finished our salvation on Calvary and His sacrificial death. The Lamb in Genesis, going all the way back to Genesis chapter 4, verse 4, the Lamb there is a type of Christ. And that Lamb pointed to the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, in John 3, 16, He died for the whole world. Now here's the sad thing. The people who go through life, and they'll die and go to hell knowing, knowing, John 3, 16, God so loved them, that he died for them, and yet they won't receive him as Savior. As I've never understood that. I've often said this. I got saved when I was 26 years old. I wish I'd have got saved when I was young. I wish I'd have got saved when I was just a teenager or before that. Uh, I, I wish I'd have got saved younger. I, I, I lost a lot of heartache that way of knowing the Lord before that time. But thank God I got saved at 26 and He's been my precious Savior ever since. And He will not leave me. He's always there for me. And He's helped me through life. Now, notice the last verse. Uh, verse 3. Uh, if you would, please. Let's go back now uh, to uh, Psalms 110 for just a second. Psalms 110. And I want you to look at the last verse. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. Now this verse, there are two descriptions of Christ's people here. First of all, they're priests. The, sh the people shall be willing. Willing to do what? Willing to worship the Lord? Or willing to sing praises unto the Lord? Willing to freely obey the Lord? Every child of God that I've ever met yet has truly been born again wants to go to church, they want to sing, they want to praise the Lord, they want to witness, they want to do something for the Lord. It's like uh, I, when I got to be a man on my own and was working on my own and I was myself a contractor, a masonry contractor, and my daddy was a contractor, and I never will forget the feeling when I got out on my own that owed my daddy something. And I never got over that. As long as my daddy was alive, I always thought I owed my daddy something. You know why? Because my daddy and mama put diapers on me when I couldn't put diapers on me. They put food on in my mouth when I couldn't put it in my mouth myself. And they took care of me when I couldn't take care of myself. And I know a lot of people, that, uh, like my older brother, that cussed my daddy and said, I don't want to be born and everything else in the world. Not me. I always was thankful I was born into this world, and I was thankful for my daddy and mama for bringing me in this world, but then I had to come to the reality one day, I can't thank my daddy enough. 
I can't do enough for my daddy to repay him for bringing me in this world. It's the same way when it comes to salvation. Jesus Christ came in this world and died for my sins and saved my soul. And ever since that day that I received him as my personal Savior, I wanted in my heart to pay him back. I wanted to do something for him for saving my soul. And I found out one day I don't care how much I want to, I will never be able to repay him. But I still have that desire there. And this verse 3 makes it very plain. Listen to that. He shall drink. That is, we shall drink of the brook in the way. And therefore, we shall lift up the head. Now, notice something. Uh, there are two sol- there are soldiers here. It's mentioned. And Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, let's look at let's read this psalm again and look at it. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit down on my right hand. That's talking about Jesus. Until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. In the beauty of holiness from the womb of the morning, thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound their heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. You know what all this is talking about? Jesus came in this world in humility. He obeyed his father and went to the cross and died for our sins. And everybody looks at, that, at Jesus hanging there between heaven and earth. They look at a, a weakling-looking person dying on the cross, helpless. Yes, that's the way He came in this world, to be a sacrifice. But, brother, according to this chapter, He's coming back one day in great power, and He's put, going to put His enemies down, and death and hell and the devil is going to be defeated. And that's what He's talking about here. And once you see that, you understand how precious salvation is. Did you know that Jesus could come back any moment? But think about this. If Jesus didn't come back in a thousand years, you ain't got a promise to make it out the back door. There ain't no one in this room got a promise from anybody that you can live to the back door. You can have a heart attack. You can do everything in the world. And killed it. I was reading just a while ago. I heard just a while ago on the news where a woman, I think was she's 60-something years old, and she got uh, drinking, and she walking home and stepped sideways right in the car, and the car killed Now, let me ask you something. Do you think for one minute that that woman intentionally stepped out in front of that car, and she knew exactly when she was going to die and everything? No, neither does none of us. That's why that I say to everybody that I get a chance to, why would you wait to get saved? Why would you? It's like people think you're doing them a dirty trick to get them saved. Now you're going to take away something from me. Man, I've had the time of my life since the day I got saved. Enjoying the Lord and a good life and a clean life. Living a good, clean life for the Lord. And it's been a pleasure to do so. And God has blessed me so much. And if I die right now, I ain't worried about it. Amen? Have somebody present the Lord. But... 
If he don't come, I'm going to keep right on living the life that God wants me to live and enjoying life. I hear so many people this past week. Man, I talked to two ladies that were just devastated by life itself. One of them got married, and for some reason they got divorced, and she got a, a heart attack, and then she had her liver replaced, or part of it, I mean, cut off her side, I don't know what all, and on and on and on. She's had trouble all down through the years all in her body, and she just lived, and I, I thought about that life, and I said, what a life. What kind of life is that? I want a life that means something. I want some. I want a life that I can enjoy. I want a life that I can lay my head down. Can I tell you something? You know, just last week I told you I'm gonna get put in jail one of these days. Remember Sunday I told you about that? I'm always getting stuff put in my pocket. I almost did today. <laughs> so help me. I went to the. I went to Walmart. Don't, hey, don't put this on the table. I went to Walmart and and I come out. Oh, I got me some stuff. You know, hair tonic. I don't know what all. And I got me a comb. And I stuck a comb in my pocket. I said, I don't gotta go around here. I stuck it in my pocket. I got home and I got looking. I said, I didn't pay for that comb. <laughs> I said, now nobody knows that, Lord, but me and you. Okay, I don't. I don't go back down there. I'll just keep the comb. I don't know about it. The Lord said, you better go back pay for that comb. <laughs> I drove all the way back down there and went and got me some alpha sources and paid for that comb and the alpha sources. <laughs> but they're going to get me one of these days because I forget and put it in my pocket. Aren't you glad that you got yes? What do you want to say? I Did I ever tell you the time I got in jail? I, I was speeding. I was across causeway speeding, and when I had a bunch of men working for me, and the cop pulled me over and he said, "It'll be twenty-five dollars fine, or you got to go to jail." I said, "You allowed to take me to jail? I ain't got no money." They took me in jail, put me in a little cell, and they got you got one call. I called my wife. I said, "Honey, will you come get me? I haven't got any money." But she said, "I ain't coming to get you." <laughs> You got in jail, get out. <laughs> and all I had six guys working for me. Between the six of us, we couldn't get up $25. And we sat there, and finally a preacher friend, she told a preacher friend of mine to come get me, and he poked his head. Brother Strong, what are you doing in there? <laughs> God's good, though, ain't he? He is. Stand with me, would you please? Heavenly Father, I, I would encourage anybody that I can ever come in contact with. There's not a better life than a life in Christ and knowing you as personal Savior and knowing how you watch over and protect us and keep us because we're your children then. And Father, I pray if somebody doesn't know how tonight to become a son of God, it's simple. You said it in your word. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. All they have to do is say, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I want you as my Savior. And I ask you to save my soul. And Lord, you have promised us you'd do it. And we believe that. We've seen it happen so many times over the years. So many lives changed. So many people, Lord, is in trouble and you worked it out for them. And we're so thankful tonight for this psalm that let us know you're greater than all other things on the face of this earth. For you are God, 
in the flesh. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Shake hands with somebody, please.